chatting around, we're back again. It's two weeks in a row that we've done this. Pretty impressive. Uh, with me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren. <laughs> That's your least enthusiastic I'm Lauren. I'm trying to mix it up. I'm, you know, every time <laughs> okay. I do a little bit different. This is that's that's the Gen X like I don't care about anything, Lauren. Uh, and Steven. hey Steven. you. Hey, uh, and then we have a guest, uh, our first guest since we've come back here. Uh, it's Yahoo Sports staff writer Liz Rocher. Hey, Liz. Hello. I'm so thrilled to be here with all of you. Yeah, we can no longer be accused of being a misogynist sports podcast because <laughs> we've had our first uh, our first woman guest on now. Wait, really? Yeah, been oh, all dudes right. so far. Yeah, I mean it, it, it. It's just evening up the score. Now Stephen is even more outnumbered than usual. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, we we hate the broads here. Obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we did a whole fucking thing on League of Their Own, though. Did we? What? I'm I'm we're, losing. My, maybe I'm losing my mind. But we I don't were just talking that, about how I uh, reevaluated my sexuality because of Gina Davis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. We've we've only <laughs> had even that long. We've ago. only had like twenty episodes, and I'm already forgetting all of them. <laughs> yeah. No, I I even listen to them like you know while I'm editing them, and I I don't remember anything at all. I've re I've reevaluated my sexuality because of Gina Davis. I didn't want to let that go by. I thought that was amazing. No, that's a very fair point. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a living queen on earth. Yeah, like six foot tall, you know, statuesque. Like she's got something for everybody. She is six one. Really? Oh, six one. Okay, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, a fellow six foot one. <laughs> I know that has to make that note. I know these things. <laughs> she is literally a foot taller than I am. I'm a tiny person. <laughs> okay, Liz being here as a woman is not only important as like our first our first guest in that regard, but it's also our first uh, Philadelphia guest. Oh, I'm honored. So, yeah, you couldn't. So, you couldn't keep. <laughs> we're everywhere. In this way, I am. I am getting some support, some backup. <laughs> um, every every episode involves either Jane or Lauren at some point um, asking me my Phillies-related opinion on a thing. To which I will say, please don't talk to me about these sorts of things. <laughs> It's mostly, yeah, just me kind of, like, poking mm -hmm. Steven in the chest and being like, are you sad? Huh? Huh? You gonna cry? Also. You gonna cry? Also. You gonna, you gonna piss and shit? You gonna cry? I also had very deep reservations about getting two of you together in the same in the same conversation, just because in my experience, it's like the energy really feeds on each other with Philadelphia fans. Like, it's, it's, it's not a, uh, it scales uh, multiplicatively in terms of both aggression yeah. uh, and insanity. That's the truth, yeah. Well, Liz, Somehow a battery's going to get whipped at me through my webcam. <laughs> at least you can take comfort in knowing that um, Liz has a relatively mild accent, and therefore mine will not there de deepen as a result. <laughs> so we're, you're not going to get too much more hoagie mouth on the podcast than you already do. Oh, That's I good. really heard That's it good. right there. Yeah, I had to. I miss you like it. that, right? I do, um. honestly. I mean, I talk to, I, I'm on a Phillies podcast twice a week, and one of my co-hosts, Justin Clue, is, he's got a, a, a excellent Philly accent, and I love listening to it because it makes me feel like I'm home. You know, at least, like, your accent is fun. When I get around family and, like, my Wisconsin accent just comes out really hard, that's just, it's so harsh. It's so fucking terrible. At least, like, the Philly one, I think, is, like, kind of fun. 
it's disgusting. It's kind of funny. I was just to say it's an in, it's yeah. endearing but trashy. Yeah, right. Where like my my like horrible you know Great Lakes Upper Midwest Wisconsin accent when it really really comes out it's just like it's just horrific. Like if I'm if I'm like drunk around family. It's it's one of the worst things that you could you could possibly hear. All right, next episode we're getting drunk and <laughs> displaying the deepest versions of our accents for the. We're getting the yeah we're we're gonna get listeners. we're gonna get drunk and we're gonna get my mom over here. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're you're gonna you're gonna hear all of it. Speaking of uh, having women's opinions being brought to the center, um, <laughs> uh, who wants who wants to talk about the uh, what's his name Jared Porter. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares what his name is? He's, un- he's an unemployed loser now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that guy. But Go yeah, on. that is his name. I, I, I cannot, like, it's remarkable to me that this is the second year in a row the Mets have stumbled into a scandal that is not of their doing. Because last year they had, um, what's his name? Beltran? Beltran, I, Beltran yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the fallout from the whole mm. Astros thing. And now they have this dude who repeatedly sexually harassed a woman as a member of the Cubs organization. And now they have to deal with the fallout. Yeah, uh, he sucks. That whole thing sucked. And I'm glad he's gone. Honestly, that's an interesting comparison to last year because uh, I think uh, the general mood and tone around the Mets have changed so much in the, since, since then because mm. their ownership finally changed. Sheerly from like a suicide watch perspective, I think that's it's it's a much better situation for the fans right now. I mean, he fired him on Twitter on what was it Tuesday morning, <laughs> Monday morning this week. Yeah, like that's it true. Was, it was like about twelve hours after it came yeah. out. Oh uh-huh. God! Or like I just realized we're going to get so so fewer in the post Trump era. We're going to see so fewer firings by Twitter. We should really appreciate the ones we do get. Yes. <laughs> This is probably not going to be the last time that Steve Cohen, 14 billionaire, is going to fire someone on his Twitter account. <laughs> he is, you could tell how much he loves the power and the adoration, just fired a dude on Twitter and everyone's like, oh, bless you. You're the best. Oh, I love but when they do a, that. But he's a cool, bi- but he's a cool billionaire because mm-hmm. he spends, he makes his baseball team spend money. Don't worry about any of his, you know, his, Wait, his don't worry previous crimes. The settlement Wait, he had to like sign that. for yeah, the, uh, the yeah, woman with the, uh, the gender discrimination and yeah. hostile workplace environment. Or it, the insider trading or any of that stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. He made a blockbuster trade, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> and you're right. He didn't, he didn't he's sign turning a the Mets fr- around. He didn't sign a free agent. <laughs> no, he didn't. No. In fact, he let one of the biggest free agents well, on the market get signed elsewhere. Did, well, he did a qual. He did. He gave Strowman the qualifying offer, oh, at least. Okay, that's like almost like doing a free agent. It's like all. Like- <laughs> Strowman was so thrilled that the Wilpons were gone that he might have signed for like five dollars if he was asked. He was so yeah, happy. Yeah, he, he was like, "Oh, thank God, I don't have to mm-hmm. go to the fucking White Sox." Yeah, like- I mean, he. <laughs> My favorite thing about Marcus Stroman is that he waited until he had just enough service time, and then he opted out for the season while being injured. Yep, <laughs> he had no yep. intention totally of promised. playing an inning for the Mets. It was beautiful. That was such a fucking Chad move. Yeah, no, that is it's what it is. Is it's um, it's the short king long game, <laughs> is what it is. I love. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a smart man. He's like the Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> of uh of starting pitchers <laughs> uh he's yeah yeah 
No, I don't think there's like a ton that needs to be said about it that hasn't already. I mean, the by the time we're recording this, that story's a, you know, a couple days old. Dude's been fired. Fucking sucks. <laughs> like that. Just ugh. I mean, it's, it's it's gross. At least it gave a lot of. I don't think there's a ton else to say. It gave a lot of women on, you know, I guess in our general sphere, an opportunity to sort of write about and talk about abuse that they'd suffered if they wanted to, and be like, hey, yeah. this happens all the time. It's happened to me. So right. it happens. Every woman in sports experiences it in one way or another. So when this happens, at least it's a chance for us to remind people, you know, for that three day period that this does happen. And then everyone forgets about it again. Uplifting. Yeah, even though, right, <laughs> super uplifting. Even though like, you know, it, it couldn't have come in like really at, at a worse time for, for major league baseball in general though, not just like the Mets, but like, Major League Baseball, it's like, okay, well, we have our first, you know, woman as a general manager. We're woke now. Yeah, making all these inroads with, like, you know, on-field coaches and stuff like that. And then just like, well, no, you got to get, you got to, you can't let this happen, though. You can't let this happen at the same time. Like, oh, no, if it it had been the Wilpons, I think they would have probably dragged it out a bit longer just because they were, that comically incompetent. Well, didn't one of the Wilpons do do a sexual harassment Oh, he fired a woman because she was pregnant. Ah, uh, like yes. He fired that's what her was. or harassed her. Yeah, I I remember covering. There was no dick pic. No, but, I remember covering like, that in no my early days. Dick pic. Ugh. Yeah. They are comically awful. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm almost sad that we won't have them to kick around because they are, they are like a a comic book, like a Batman mm-hmm. villain. Except they're terrible and they own a baseball team. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's like it's 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 kind of like a um, the the Will Ponds were like a really fun, awful reality, sh- like a, like a, a like a, a real Real Housewives kind of drama. Whereas like Bob Nutting is just like really god awful, dull. Who cares? What is it? Fox Business Channel, or what is it? it the, one of those stations that just plays nothing but like stocks on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> exactly. It's like just boring, evil, rich guy shit. While the Wilt Bonds were like Love Island. Yeah, they were too. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, fucking enough about that. Yeah, uh, fuck that. Uh, George Springer is a Blue Jay. Yeah, got some movement. That's right. In the, yeah, at the top end of the free agent market here. Kind of like the first really big one of the season. Like DJ LeMahieu was also a top free agent, but kind of everybody knew he was going to go back to the Yankees. It wasn't really a big surprise. They were very open about like going really hard for DJ. So yeah, Springer's the first one of like the top 15, 20, I think by most people's like top 50 lists that to sign it all. And it, it's probably a good sign for the market that he signed over uh, the estimations by like $25 million. Like he, the contract's I think seven, six years, 150. And I think most projections were 25 to 30 million short of that. Uh, and I don't think it's a conversion thing with the Canadian money. I've seen people toss that on. I'm pretty sure they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they get paid in American dollars. Um, he will pay more in tax though. But I don't think that was the only reason. I think the Blue Jays went out and really did get the next top free agent. Next time we wanted. talk to Stoughton, yeah. Next time we talk to Stoughton, we're gonna have to ask him like, do you have like a, a browser extension that that recalculates all the uh, <laughs> all the American money into into Canadian money when you're when you're writing and it's, reading about uh, these salaries? The thing that's confusing about it is that the Canadians call their money dollars and also use the S with the line through it symbol. Mm. They should they should have a completely different like symbol so that you know for sure which yeah, one's which. Yeah, they should have a C with the lines through it for Canada. 
Yeah, there's nothing else that is a C with a line uh-huh. through it. That's theirs now. <laughs> yeah, nobody uses the sense one. Not anymore. Like, nobody's, shit. nobody's. Yeah, nobody's. Nobody's used that for like seventy years. The Canadians can have it. Yeah, I, I never make, thought yeah, of it. That it is them. really confusing. <laughs> Yeah. I've never been to Canada, so I've never had to experience that. But usually, when they have to, when they're making the the distinction, they have CAD next to the Canadian one. Well, but... and that just confuses me because I think that they're talking about drafting software, <laughs> which is a different, which is a different type of drafting than baseball, even. So we just got layers and layers and layers of confusion here. Just give them the C with a line through it. Just end this. But like, okay, so they got Springer. What else have is there, like, Blue Jays have done more than that, though, recently, right? They've they picked up a couple other people, right? Uh, well, they almost got Brantley. It was kind of a really weird situation where they it came oh, yeah. out that but they... Brantley ended up going to the Astros, right? Yeah, the Astros ended up signing him for two years for less money. It was weird, though, because, like, usually those rumors about the Blue Jays being in on everybody are, like, from the team. And that one wasn't. That was just, like, some guy... That was a reporter. Um, and the team had to actually walk that back, like, hours later. It was kind of a weird reverse of how the, the Blue Jays signings usually go. Or lack that's of what, signings. No, that's that's what like um, you know my excuse me my lifetime of being a Twins fan. Um, that was an old trick that the the Twins front office used to like to do to seem like they were like oh we're trying to sign this guy but uh, we came in second, which like means nothing. Well, which hey, means absolutely nothing. But like you know they they try to do that all the time, and I feel like that's kind of what the Blue Jays front office is doing. Also, is just like we're linked to everybody. We're linked to everybody, so it looks like we're doing more. There's the a couple White teams Sox that do that. that. The Twins do that. The Angels do that. White Sox do that. Yeah. White Sox did that a lot during the mm-hmm. Harper Machado free agency. Oh yeah, a ton for those two guys. Yeah, I don't think you should feel bad as a Twins fan though. I mean, you, you got Jay Jay Happ the other day, and that's. That's going to be great for you guys. I, I feel really good about that. I'm super pumped that we've got, uh, you know, a number a number four starter. I mean, maybe, in, you know, maybe he's competing with Randy Dobnek for that spot, though. So, you know, it's going to be fun watching that in spring training. It's going to be so fun watching him give up, like, eight home runs to the Yankees in the NLCS or the ALCS. It will be, it will be just like the, the Terry Ryan days of, of the Twins. Terry Ryan, who's now a Phillies guy. Oh yeah, uh, he was the front. O- yeah, he was the front office. Uh, you know, he's the GM for for the Twins for a long time. Hmm. Uh, have fun, have fun with him there in Philly. <laughs> I, I mean, hope I hope you like if, I hope if, you like uh, pitch to contact college pitchers that don't pan out. He's the internet tells me he's a special assignment scout, mm-hmm. and uh, he's yes. been there since yeah. 2016. So I mean, I was just to say so. I, <laughs> Things haven't gotten that bad, but I'm looking back at the last four years and then the eight yeah. before that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, like how because because when he was here, uh, the Twins had like the worst pitching staffs in baseball, and so then you know connecting that to like the Phillies bullpen should make a lot of sense. You know, in retrospect, a lot of Does... things make a lot of sense in retrospect about the <laughs> Phillies. Does the special assistant to the GM always just mean like? like pal is that what it's just like it always just means like you're just bros with them like yeah like uh, it's, it's, that's all it's that means the, right it's your friend it's the person that you're the organization pays to be your friend essentially like the <laughs> phillies don't fire anybody Never. they either get reassigned internally or they become a special assistant there are two managers ago pete mccannon he wasn't fired he 
was reassigned as a special assignment. Larry Boa was not fired as a as a coach. He is now a special assistant. Larry Boa is always around. I was I was watching a video with him in it today and thinking about how sad I am when he's going to be gone because he's just the fucking best. <laughs> it's a jobs program. I like it. Yeah. Absolutely. As as leftists, we have to support that. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. The last GM who fucked up so badly that the Phillies are have been set back three years of their rebuild is still in the organization. <laughs> he's still awesome. there technically working, I guess. I don't know what exactly he's doing. <laughs> It'd be really funny if he just like took tickets. I wish he would. <laughs> and was collecting like 300000 a year to do it. Maybe the, f- I mean, it would be the first net positive thing he's done since Harper, so. He steam cleans the fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's a tough job. Oh, all right. Do we want to talk about Speaking... the Kurt Schilling thing then? Oh, or do we want to just oh. go into the fanatic? Yes, let's let's discuss the Kurt Schilling thing. All right, so we've had, we have some breaking news. Breaking news on the podcast. Steven, why don't you tell us about it? Um <clears throat> A source confirms that numerous National Baseball Hall of Fame voters have reached out to the hall hoping to amend their ballots, removing their votes for Kurt Schilling after he supported the uh, Capitol Hill... um, Whatever you want to call it. Whatever the fuck. Uh, I don't want to call it an insurrection. Makes it sound too cool. Yeah. Um, Riot sounds too cool. Those people don't deserve any of those fun, good descriptions. I think it was like a jamboree. I think is what I would call it. <laughs> it was it was a QAnon uh, jamboree. <laughs> Good time jamboree. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah, um, people. Uh, pe- breaking news: People who were comfortable voting for him for the Hall of Fame after wearing that shirt saying that he wanted to hang journalists are no longer comfortable because because uh, he violated norms. He violated the norms. Yeah. Can't they're, violate they're those fine norms. with the racism. They're fine with the transphobia. They're fine with all of that shit. But as soon as soon as he, you know, said that uh, it's cool that uh, you know some guy in a in like a, a bear fur thing, uh, you know, took went a into, shit on Nancy Pelosi's the, desk. Yeah, took, a, yeah. <laughs> took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Exactly. Like as soon as he did that, it's over. Who's among us? Done with this shit. They were like, I'm done with this shit. They thought it was cool that he, you know, lied about his bloody foot. But, you know, <laughs> this, is a, well. this is a bridge too far. He pitched well. That's yeah. all anyone needs to know. I, <laughs> yeah. I really hope that they don't, uh, I hope that they don't let them remove their votes. And then I hope that he just makes it. And so they all have to live with it because the Hall of Fame is a waste of time. Yep. Hall of Fame is you know? meaningless. And that's all it is, is just a place for writers to feel good about being gatekeepers for you know what they consider to be the best of the sport it's it's a waste and putting shilling in there is like a perfect symbol of how stupid it is i do also think it would just be funny to for him to be mad oh of course. yeah those, so like oh, really? no matter how this turns out i think we win like yeah. either like the baseball hall of fame continues to be uh a, just a huge farce or a Kurt Schilling um, wets his little pants, and so either either way, I think it's I think it's good. I love a win win. Yeah, nice. that's a win. He's gonna be upset either I mean, way. It, it continues to it, it continues to exist and make money, and like that's gonna happen no matter what. So like we'll just take our little victories, you know. Mm-hmm. Here. Also, uh, it was uh, it wasn't an insurrection; it was an insurrection. Just thought of that. Had to get it out. 
Thank <laughs> Laura, I was trying to get there. I was trying to get there and I couldn't, and this is why you're the best. <laughs> you're only two weeks late on that one. But like good job. Good job. want to get to the main event let's get to it so the the real reason that we brought on on liz here and the reason i've been playing a long game because i want steven to talk about this that's why i started this podcast with steven in the first place um is just to talk about uh our main topic here which is the philly fanatic uh which i think is one of the most fascinating figures in in modern sports truly an enigma yeah um, and, you know, I understand that you two have, you know, have some real beef with the fanatic. The new fanatic. Let's be clear. We'll get it, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it. But why don't you, you know, like, why don't you guys tell us? We're disciples of the one true fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you tell us about, <laughs> why don't you tell us, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know who the Philly fanatic is, the mascot, the Philly fanatic. But, like, I want you guys to paint us a picture of the fanatic. And then we'll get into the, you know, the current uh, controversy. Well, it all started with the San Diego chicken. Yes. Well, it, it also started because their mascots at the time were fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, Phil and Phyllis? Phil and Phyllis. Who I, I love the, the cartoons of Phil and Phyllis, but they were just like these big, like giant. It's like the biggest matryoshka doll uh, just on the field. And all they would do is spin around and then a cannon would go off for a home run. That's all that would happen. They were Oh, so it's like a shitty it's like a shittier version of Minnie and Paul. Have you seen Minnie yes. and Paul? Yeah. Yes, it I is love a much Minnie shittier version of Minnie and Paul. Yeah, Minnie and Paul are great. Yes, they love are Minnie great. And Phil and Phyllis were stupid. I watched a video today <laughs> that featured uh Mike Schmidt saying, I don't even remember them. They were around. Did they even move? <laughs> He's like, granted, it was forty five years ago. He's like, but uh, I'm I sure seem... there's a lot that he doesn't remember. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. This was also four years ago, so he might remember more. But yeah, he's just like, I don't even remember. Did they even move around? Was there someone in a costume? <laughs> <laughs> then they cut away to like a video of it. Like, nope, they were not moving. The on the lo- them on the logo wasn't terrible, but them as mascots were were yeah. truly boring. Yeah. I'm like looking most... at now and it looks like some like pretty mid-century paper mache craft project kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're because they're dressed up in the like colonial garb. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we 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 love okay. our Revolutionary War. Yeah, uh, this is right around the bicentennial in yeah. the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, and oh, of course, during the bicentennial, everything must have been like really, really popping off with that that aesthetic. Yeah. No, it's oh no, this is terrible. And I'm just like Google image searching, and I'm seeing the like really bad like throwback nostalgia T-shirts that people are selling. Like, yeah, these fucking suck. These are terrible characters. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, terrible mascots. And the Phillies were, at this point, not great, I don't think, at this point. And so Bill Giles, <laughs> the chairman, now he's the chairman emeritus, uh, called. He's like, I want the people who did Big Bird. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> I want the people who did Big Bird. And they, call, they Smart. called up Jim Henson and the people who created uh, Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear created the Fanatic. That makes sense that the fanatic has a pedigree like that. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, they figured out the whole story at that time. I think Bill Giles was really involved in creating it. He's like, I want it to be green and fuzzy. I need it to be big around the middle. Um, it needs to be very uh, silly looking. And that's what they created um, in the video I watched. They said we were looking for the embodiment of a fan and we started with a bullhorn. And it all just <laughs> grew from there. And I'm like, you can clearly see that. And I think, uh, I think Barbara Erickson is her name. She said... The light bulb really went on when we put the tongue in there. <laughs> With the tongue that just no, the, comes out. Of sounds, the, like, of the, oh, yeah. God. sounds like a Saturday night for me. Yep. The tongue is <laughs> like a xenomorph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the way that the tongue comes out, like I've seen like a lot of videos of that, like surprising children. Oh, yeah. Stuff, but or that the, is one of the, the most the, like the gif of it terrifying the small dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, y- yes. yes. It's perfection. Uh, but like, because it is, because the fanatic is a, I don't know, it's an unclassifiable um, sort of animal. Here's like, the thing. I, I, one of the ideas that I had was like, I want to talk to a biologist to try to classify the fanatic. Uh-huh. They call And put it, put it into a, you know, a It is a flightless yes. bird from the Galapagos Islands. But it has fur. Why is it a bird? There, There's crazy shit on the Galapagos, man. That's, there, yeah, that's true. I want to. Do, we gotta. We if we gotta do a recut of Master and Commander for <laughs> when they're at the Galapagos <laughs> Islands, they find the fanatic. Now that would make me watch that movie a second time. Yeah. Can um, I, I? I can I just ask real quick because I, I I did not know about the Muppet thing at all, uh, or the Jim Henson thing at all. Does that mean the fanatic is like a dark mirror of the Muppets? Is he the anti-Muppet, the anti-Kermit? I would say oh so. Oh my gosh, yes. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Obviously. Interesting. Um, he's he's yeah, such a perfect avatar for the city of Philadelphia because he's loud, he's obnoxious, he has several assault charges pressed on him. Yeah. There's many lawsuits against this. He is the guy. most sued fanatic or he is the most sued mascot in sports. <laughs> What a title yeah. to have. Like, I, I love that. Mr. Met could never. Could never. Like, honestly. Mr. Met yeah. and his creepy perma-smile. We'll do an episode on Mr. Met in the future. I want. I do want to talk about Mr. Met. I, I do think that, like, Mr. Met underneath, like, it's not a, like, when you, if you took away the leather on Mr. Met's face, I don't think that you would find, you know, yarn and cork. And you know, a little rubber ball inside of there. I do think that it would be. What bone do you think? He's blood. Yeah, flesh and blood. Human brain in there. Is he? Is he a centipede <laughs> yes. or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, you would. You would find. You would find the the flesh not unlike that of a man. Uh, but the smile the is still there. The smile is always there. The oh, smile never oh, goes yes. away. It doesn't matter how deep yes. you're cutting. Yeah, we need. I, I would like. I would pay um, an artist to do the rendering of this. I, I think that this is important. We might have to crowdfund um, that. Yeah, if I get if if Biden finally gives us fucking two thousand uh, dollars, maybe I'll be able to do employing that. an artist for this purpose. I think is a worthy <laughs> is a worthy use of that money. I would absolutely. contribute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It may need to be uh, like an actual trained doctor to get the the the, the anatomy right. Yeah. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna make a Vesuvian man uh, thing. Of, oh, of Mr. Matt. If you did that, oh, you could sell it to Mets fans. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Really what's can. the? What's that weird company that does like body works or whatever, where they take skeletons and all the they preserve yep. people's bodies? 
And they oh, were, yeah. All the Flash Franklin in, Institute for Ages. Yeah, they're terrifying. Yeah, it was at the Minnesota Science Museum forever. They're terrifying, there was, the, but there was cool. the controversy yeah. about that where they were like, they were accused of like using executed Chinese dissidents. <laughs> the bodies. What awkward? Yeah, yeah, you didn't know about that. Yeah, oh. I mean, wow. it, was, it was. It's probably just you know anti-China <laughs> propaganda, but like, oh, it's also knows? hard to tell. It's also like, yeah, who knows where they got those bodies from? But anyway, I want to do that to Mr. Met. I want to put Mr. Met through that process. Yeah, where it's like it looks like he's been sliced in like. Uh, <laughs> it's been sliced uh, vertically, and like Tony, like, like Tony Shalhoub in the in the thirteen, uh, thirteen Ghosts movie, and that would yeah, be a or, perfect opportunity. or like Resident Evil, mm-hmm. the Resident Evil movie. That would be a perfect opportunity to elevate Mrs. Met as the main New York Mets mascot, which, in, you know, representation matters. We need like a queen in that role. We need Absolutely. a lady mascot somewhere. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, there is a female fanatic. I was going to ask, yeah. The fanatic has a mother. And I like that it's not like his girlfriend. Oh, it's not his girlfriend. No, it's you, his mom. You don't want to imagine. That's funny. Do you really want to imagine the fanatic having a girlfriend? No. <laughs> let's think about this. The Actually, fanatic is a not. gay icon. The, the fanatic, <laughs> the fanatic is gay. Let's, let's just put it out there. Do you know how many fucking times he's dressed up as Lady Gaga? Yes, you're absolutely a lot. right. The answer is a lot. Yeah. Have he's you ever gay. had to like? Have he's the, have also the close with his mother. <laughs> yeah, he's super close with his mother. He's got uh, some weird mouth situation going on. How did I never see this? Swishy, he's very thing. swishy when he walks. He's very swishy. Yeah, that's ha- true. Have they, have they ever had to actually come out and say uh, he 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 identifies as a man and he uses he him pronouns? Because it'd be very funny if they had to do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, I mean they're very they're very precious about the. They use he him. They use he him pronouns yes. for him. They should have to do a press conference. Is what I'm saying. They should have to come out and say, no, he's not a gender. He has a gender. He is a man. Yeah, I think it's always been like the thing is the only thing that identifies his mother, Phyllis. I think is that her name, Phyllis. I don't think she has a Maybe name. She I doesn't think have she's a name. The fanatics mom. The fanatics mom. Mom fanatic. All right. I like that. Um, yeah. I don't think if anything identifies her as a woman other than the fact that she's wearing a oh, dress. S- sorry, excuse me. I how could I possibly have forgotten her name? Her name's Phoebe Fanatic. Phoebe. There we oh, go. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is a great name. Yeah. <laughs> name of my future children. Phoebe Fanatic Brochure. Interestingly, she was named after Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, Phoebe's are having a moment. Yeah, you have, yeah Phoebe Waller Bridge, Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> We're not the same yeah. person. No, 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 no. They are very much not the same person. Jane and Lauren, uh, uh, check the chat if you want to see Phoebe. Ow, wow. Oh, that's a small image. Sorry. She dresses like, uh, what, who is the evil lady baseball owner? Marge something? Marge Shot, yeah. She, she dresses yeah. like Marge, Marge Shot. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> I've, always, I've always found it to be like, like church lady, but... No, that's definitely it's, Marge Shot. It's Margaret Thatcher, Marge Shot. How for sure. how dare you? <laughs> I'm I'm calling him like I see him. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just here calling balls and strikes. And that is a Margaret Thatcher suit up and down. Like I'm sorry. It just it just is. It's a little. It's a, not quite uh, tailored and and uh, uh, contemporary enough to be like a Clinton suit. Like it really does have more like that '80s feel to it. It's the the big like black 
piping and uh, you know mm-hmm. and stuff around the edges that because it's not because as we as we saw at the inauguration um the other day like being a powerful woman nowadays is about having a completely monochrome suit and this mm-hmm. is not a monochrome suit honestly if you put like the the lead actress in the the crown in that suit uh people go completely apeshit for it <sighs> i would i would like cheer um, to see this character blown up by the IRA. Um, <laughs> so there, so there is a bit that they do every Mother's Day where Phoebe appears and um, she gets flowers from the fanatic, and then she catches what a good sign. He throws out the first pitch, and she's supposed to catch it. And every year he beans her in the fucking head with it by accident. <laughs> by accident. There's also the fanatic also has four friends, uh, the Galapagos gang. Who care? They are bizarre. They're these they're big, really weird. They're inflatable. Yeah, they're mascots. inflatable. One of them has a big up. tongue that looks like a dick. Oh, yeah. so the, they went inflatable, so they cheaped out. Yeah, and yeah. They're not yeah. around all the time. They're you know they'll they'll toddle around the stadium. There is a. Uh... I'm kind of feeling this yellow dude. Who's like oh, that's, like 90% uh, mouth? That's Iggy, the land iguana. There's Bessie, nice. the blue-footed booby, Sid, the sea lion, and Calvin, the tortoise. I appreciate that they had to like come up with like the, the bullshit um, uh, Galapagos Islands thing just because people kept asking, and they just decided, well, we'll just, we'll just roll with it. This is like yeah. our whole thing now. There's a lore. Oh, there's deep fucking lore. They, they release like a children's book every quarter. I've sent a link to... A little-known cousin of the fanatic named Fred, P-H-R-E-D. He's weird-looking, and he is I never around. Never oh, he's so small. I've seen this. I, I'll be honest. I don't know how I found it just now, but I was looking through for some Phoebe pictures to see. So what really makes her different from the fanatic? And it's that she has, like, like a like a hunk of brown hair, curly brown hair on top of yeah. her head. A little wig on top, yeah. yes. Yes, uh, but Fred... There are only two pictures of him on the internet, from what I could tell, and it's 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 this. Actually, there's one picture. I do, I do like that in this picture though. You can see the fanatics four wheeler. Oh yes. yeah. Uh, which you know was was famously featured in the uh, incident from the '80s where the fanatic got into the fight with uh, Tommy Lasorda. Oh yes. That's that's probably like uh, you know one of the crowning achievements he, of the no, fanatic he, was was making that asshole Tommy Lasorda really moments. really fucking angry. God, yeah, See, yeah. here's the thing about the fanatic, like he always fucks with the opposing team, and sometimes they're good sports. Like, right? Uh, I think Anthony Recker and like Hunter Pence and like a bunch of other like guys in the past have been like good sports and they'll do they'll challenge him to like sit up contest or push up yeah, contest yeah. and then they'll like pretend to steal the the four wheeler. Um, and then you got assholes like Tommy Lasorda who will <laughs> pop a fucking blood vessel and like assault <laughs> the mascot. Yeah. What a dick. Well, you know, as because I what I think it is is as we've established here is that the fanatic is a proud gay man, <laughs> and that just really hits hard specifically for Tommy. I Lasorda. don't know how I never realized this before. It all yeah. fits. It's yeah. all, it all fits. Oh, wow. No, this is like, this is the legitimate revelation <laughs> that I'll be talking about on the podcast I do with Justin Clue oh tomorrow. I'll be <laughs> okay, talking good. to him He's about a... this. Yeah, it just, the fanatic reminds him too much of his son. Yes. And it, <laughs> and, you know, R.I.P. Uh, to the son. I was just going to say R.I.P. to his, his gorgeous son. 
Not to, it not was Italian an amazing, dickhead. gorgeous one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we I'm half Italian. I could say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've we've gone over kind of the history of the fanatic mm-hmm. here uh-huh. and so the stuff you love about him, but there has been some controversy over over the fanatic oh, in the last last year or two, right? Can you can you kind of can you tell us about this stuff? Because I've I've heard you mention it in passing, Stephen. And I've just been like, well, we'll put a pin in that until we're ready to do an episode on it. So can you kind of tell me uh, so what's what's going on with this imposter fanatic? Basically, Bonnie Erickson and Wade Harrison, the original designers of the costume, um, they, in 2018, they basically sent a letter to the Phillies saying they were demanding what the Phillies call, quote, exorbitant sums of money from the club uh, <laughs> because, or, or else um, they could sue the Phillies for copyright infringement because the, their 35, the 35-year window on the copyright agreement that they had signed had been, was about to expire. Uh, and they were basically arguing that they deserved compensation like additional compensation for being the primary uh creative genius behind the fanatics creation um and they were threatening to you know sue them take the rights and basically sell the rights off to whoever wanted to buy them which would have led to an interesting situation of like another team using the fanatic as their mascot which would have been really weird becomes the first mascot to become a free yeah like literally these are the terms (laughs) literally what happened these are the terms that this has been described under um and then the phillies the phillies basically have been arguing i don't know is the whatever happened to the lawsuit liz i'm literally looking it up on pacer right now i was just thinking there's been a while since i've heard uh I've heard anything about it. I know that they were in Discovery last I checked, but there hasn't been any movement for a while. I should put an alert on this so I can be um, alerted every time there's something happens. But in order in order to be safe, uh, the Phillies have edited the Fanatic uh, so that it, it was more of their intellectual property, essentially. Um Copyright law is weird, especially because the Walt Disney Company keeps rewriting it every couple years. Um, right. But that, like, the less it bears resemblance to its original design, the more like okay it is. So <sighs> the Phillies are about to do like the the Philadelphia Gatsby's for their for their new mascot. <laughs> That just hit the counter. Yeah, the copyright. Oh gosh, yes, the gat. Yeah, that would make a lot of. Yeah. They yeah. could just rebrand yeah. Phil and Phyllis. Yeah, even though it's like it's a book from New York by a writer from Minnesota, like fuck it. I mean, the fanatics what just, from what just, the Galapagos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, fuck it. Why not? Meanwhile, the fanatic just signed a thirty-year contract with the Braves. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Him and whatever that abomination they have over oh, there. Oh God, Beeper, <laughs> Beeper, <laughs> whatever. He's there are a lot of mascots that are just like the the uh, the fanatic, but not. Yeah, yeah. Because the because the fanatic is the template, right? Um, but uh, the quote unquote evolved fanatic again because they're going with the mm-hmm. whole Galapagos theme. Um. Uh, here, let me send you a picture. Uh, 
for the listeners yeah. who are listening to this and obviously cannot see what we are talking about, uh, just Google new fanatic. I really admire the commitment. I really admire the commitment to the evolution theme that they gave him like eight inch retractable claws. I think that's a really smart. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, his his beak is specifically adapted for cracking open nuts. <laughs> so I am going to for, for scooping up the peanuts on the in the. <laughs> so I'm going to run through. Eggs. I'm going to run through all of the changes. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's uh, let's hit them. Instead of furry green arms and hands, the arms are now have like wing like feathers attached to it, kind of like oh, yeah, fringe, like kind of kinda like over. cowboy fringe. And yeah. the the it goes over the hands, and the hands are now like more defined fingers. Don't like that. Hate that. Um, before there was like purple, uh, like a purple thing around the eyes, and then like bushy blue eyebrows. Uh, but now he's got like now there now the purple part is stars, and the Ugh. eyebrows are even bushier and a different color. Huh. Uh, similarly, the tail feathers, which were very small and dark blue on the old fanatic are now a lighter blue, and they're much bushier. Uh, the snout is also cylindrical rather than a cone. Uh, and he's wearing completely different shoes and socks. It's hideous. And it's people awful. are like, I can't notice. I'm like, I notice. He's skinnier. That is first. His oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did, make, they did make him skinnier around the chest, and they gave him a dump truck ass. Yeah, he's got like Pixar ass. It's okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's not the worst thing they could have done to him. The bimbo, give him a the big dumper. of the fanatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, on its surface, most people wouldn't notice, but if you've lived and loved the fanatic, lived with and loved the fanatic mm-hmm. as much as some of us have, like, it's, yeah. But it's if you're an obvious. angry Philadelphia psycho, then like it's gonna <laughs> piss you off. Listen. <laughs> yeah, they probably they probably could have gotten away I'm not with denying this it. in like other markets, but mm-hmm. we t- has there here? been any violent? Okay, well, I guess this this only happened this last year, yeah. right? So like, we haven't had any like you know we haven't had fans in the stadiums to see this fanatic. There were a handful of spring training games that the right. the fanatic appeared at, the the imposter appeared at. But the but but that wasn't in Philadelphia. No, it was in Clearwater. Clearwater. <laughs> Clearwater. And, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Come on, you walked right into that one. Uh, and but so like we you know we who knows what's gonna happen this season, but we we're probably gonna see fans in the stadium. Oh yeah. This season, do you think that there's gonna be um, violence uh, inflicted upon this fake fanatic, or do you think he'll be embraced by the majority? I'm of the worried fans about him inflicting violence upon. Us. <laughs> it's not the fanatic that we know and love. No, and the, the fanatic that we know and love, we have not seen him. Yeah. Where did he mm-hmm. go? And the problem mm-hmm. is that there were no fans in the stands, so people stopped talking about this when it's yeah, actually incredibly right. important. <laughs> it's incredibly important. I, I'm looking through the case log right now, and there's been a, a shit ton of movement on this. They're just filing motions. There's been. Uh, I think a bunch of <laughs> affidavits, there's transcripts of things that they will not let me look at. So, yeah, like there's, 
they're trying to like pay three dollars for 78 pages maybe later um to <laughs> listen i'm not gonna lie i would voluntarily and for fun read 78 pages of you know a memorandum of law in support of motion i would i i come from a family you just of don't lawyers. have that much time right perhaps now. not live on the air yeah i'm not gonna do that yeah. live on the air but like i if they end up winning this lawsuit there's no way they're gonna have to settle at some point there's no way that this goes all the way because that's mm-hmm. silly. they can't keep this imposter fanatic and they can't but i'm worried that it's just they're just gonna leave it because they did it and people weren't in the stadium to loudly protest so now it's just the way it is and i would like to loudly yell at everyone to remind them this is not the fanatic you grew up with <laughs> This is not normal. This is an imposter. <laughs> we should all boo him and throw him out of the city and make sure. John yeah. Middleton, oh, the rich-ass billionaire who owns this team, forks over some money to these Muppet makers. Like, come on. Yeah, like, just it's really just a case. Some money. It's really just another fucking case of a Major League Baseball team that is swimming in Scrooge McDuck money, mm-hmm. not forking over, like, cash that rightfully belongs to the original creators uh and just finding cheap work or workarounds that piss literally everybody else off Mm -hmm. just as they could save a few fucking bucks and then now they have covid where they can really oh yeah yeah basically so what are you what are you gonna do about it this might come up in a tr- court transcript later that, you know, we can we can also purchase for three dollars. But uh, what what do you what do you want the city of Philadelphia to do about it? God, uh, I'm going to say torches, pitchforks, a long, mm-hmm. a long. The normal Philadelphia yes, treatment. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, Get some batteries and, going. Yes. Grease poles and such. People take, you know, stale tasty cakes, use them as projectiles. Um, some peanut cheese. Yes. Global um, warming has cannons. unfortunately removed snow as an option in Sadly. the city of Philadelphia these days, so we can't really do the snowball thing, but Sadly. we can make do. Yes. I see so, a long procession down to the stadium where everyone surrounds the stadium and yells loudly until they throw out all of the, you know, the multiple new fanatic costumes so they can be torn apart and burned ritualistically. Okay. I think you need to set a date and then gather all of your uh, fanatic patriots, your fa- your, your fa- patriots, uh, and then storm Citizens Bank Park. So I could take a shit on John Middleton's desk. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, but this reminds me, the other day I did see you on Twitter saying that you're starting your own um, Elanon. Yes, yes, I'm starting my own QAnon. You're welcome to join. <laughs> Send me an email. We'll get you hooked up. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Email Lauren. Um, and so... Could could this be like you know part of Elanon? Yeah, yeah. The fanatic could definitely be like a key figure in the in, in the Elanon larger uh, conspiracy theory. Like this, this is absolutely a perfect fit for the for, just for the like brand. How the, just like how the Democratic socialists mo- have yeah. uh, appropriated gritty. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do that, but like way, way harsher and like scarier <laughs> and violent. It's yeah. the fanatic. Yeah. How could it be anything but? All right. Well, this this has been really wonderful, really, really <laughs> informative. Um, I do now know more about the do fanatic. You, are there I, do, I, absolutely? Do the two of you have any questions? Yes. <laughs> I don't really have a question so much as an observation, and that like the new fanatic has kind of the vibe 
of like a house flip that's been flipped recently in a gentrifying neighborhood. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like most of Philadelphia now. Um <laughs> Yeah. Lots and lots of gentrified neighborhoods. So maybe the new fanatic shouldn't leave, I guess, if it's a symbol of what Philadelphia has become. As I- it is, yeah, it's Philadelphia's new icon, uh, for better or worse. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> what a great way to end the podcast. People going, Ugh. Yeah, really, really great tone to end. <laughs> I, but- he just, he looks like he says sports ball. Like, he looks like the kind of guy who, like, goes to one game a year. Mm. Oh, oh, very important point to note. Uh, one of the main re- th- this new one, this new fanatic, this is a heterosexual. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's he's like he's like a heterosexual, um, like a cishet guy that paints his fingernails. Oh, yeah. And wants credit for <laughs> uh-huh. it. Uh huh. You know, like just like I am destroying toxic masculinity. <laughs> bring like bring back my fanagot. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, I bring back that. No, I love that so much. I love that the the, the fanagot or just the faggot, but it's a ph. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's so brilliant. I was I was rendered speechless. I actually I love it. I love it. Stephen wants one. his hu- on his Stephen wants his husky green uh, bear. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is. Yeah. <laughs> just think about all the things you could do with that tongue. <laughs> oh my god there's probably fanatic porn out there isn't there no rule yeah, yeah rule 34 there's, there's gotta be yeah. it's rule 34 yeah oh. there's gotta be Just, i'm gonna go on ao3 later and read some uh fanatic mr met erotic fan fiction That's yeah it's, it's, oh god. it's uh sure. it's 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 mrs met uh doming mr met into doing like forced homosexuality stuff oh, with yeah. the fanatic I Hot. think that, you know I, I'm I'm I I personally only ship uh, the fanatic in the Arizona Suns gorilla for gorilla that's the <laughs> yeah, game. yeah they're boyfriends <laughs> and everybody knows everybody knows Mr Matt already gets cucked by uh, Mr Redlegs Mr Redlegs yes yeah yeah for sure who I've been to a number of Red games he is creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the mustache. Yeah, it's it's, it's like the mm-hmm. yeah. It's, his eyes are much wider, NASA. and the mustache. Like Mr. Med is at least red, sort of friendly looking. Mr. Redlegs looks like he's about to eat your face. No, mm-hmm. red Redlegs is like Redlegs is like all fucking hopped up on like turn of the century. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, like uppers. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, you go yeah, you go cocaine and lot of lot of them. Yeah, you go to the yeah, you go to like the you know the pharmacy and they give you some penny candy and also like coca-cola with real cocaine in it and just and heroin and oh just, yeah here's you know what too. you know who mr redlegs is um mr redlegs is the reincarnation of hh H. holmes yes yep exactly oh that we got it we nailed it <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to stop thinking that if i ever get back to great american ballpark again <laughs> Yikes! Stay tuned. Stay tuned for our Mister Met episode and our Mister Redlegs episode. No, we're definitely we're well. I think we can roll those up into one. I think we should find a biologist for those. Uh, <laughs> Not a Mets really, fan really or a Reds fan. A biologist. No, uh-huh. no, we're never having a Reds fan on this podcast. <laughs> never. They do exist. I know three. Yeah, I live in Ohio. They're not nearly the worst. No, they're mostly. It's just sort of. 
Midwestern giving up because <laughs> the Reds have attempted and just lost interest in being relevant so many times. They're just they're just like whatever. Yeah. We'll we'll kind of try. All of the, all of my friends on Twitter who are Reds fans are are like mid thirties people uh, who have like a steady job um, uh, and are pretty boring. But I'd feel comfortable asking them fi- like for, fi- for financial advice. Like my finances guy on Twitter is is a, a Reds fan. Like <laughs> yeah, that's the average Reds fan. They're like sensible. Forty years old, maybe one kid. Uh, just kind of get through the day. Uh, go home and have uh, seventeen beers. Yeah, just like <laughs> all right. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking to. I'm looking to finance a new car. Like, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we're getting from Reds fans. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio-style baseball. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was a uh, fascinating look into really really the, the eye of madness, uh, <laughs> which is the, the Philadelphia, <laughs> the Philly fanatic. Um, Liz. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you mentioned your podcast earlier and your writing and stuff. Where can people find you? Uh, well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed being on. I love I love <laughs> yeah, your podcast really and it's so thrilling. Come back anytime. I would love to. Um, you can find me uh, Sunday through Thursday on sports.yahoo.com. I always have a couple of pieces up every day. Uh, and I do a podcast with John Stolness and Justin Clue all about the Phillies. If you're a Phillies fan, why aren't you listening to it? It's a hit and season, and then uh, Justin and I do a separate one called Continued Success where we go through uh, what the Phillies were doing 10 years ago. We're about to get into 2011, the last year that anybody will want to listen to, but that doesn't mean we're going to stop when we're finished. We're going to go through the bad years too, so join us. (laughs) Why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Liz uh, and Stephen and Lauren. Yes. Thank you, so th- thank much you for well. coming on for the first of our 47 part series examining the, the fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> we will be we will be talking about every one of his sexual partners. Um, you know, he lived through the AIDS crisis. <laughs> we will be talking about all of the, uh, you know, the tragedies. It's true. It's true. He, he's an elder in our in our in the community. <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah, there is. There's going to be the, you know, the there's that iconic picture of the fanatic on the Capitol steps wearing the jacket that says, <laughs> Why? Like, you know, if I if I die, <laughs> leave me on the steps. Or Why whatever. haven't yeah. we started photoshopping the fanatic into <laughs> iconic moments oh, of gay worry. rights? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. And like the fanatic. It's the fanatic and Harvey Milk. The fanatic at Stonewall. Like, come on. Right. They, <laughs> they say it was a, they, they say it was a brick that was thrown first, but we know that's not true. Yeah. It, it was a baseball was a out of a cannon. <laughs> it was it was a hot dog hitting a child. In the head. <laughs>